0: This is the Ike Live Show. And, yeah. Oh, I didn't
1: know
0: what I was even doing. I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> like, you told me. A microphone, are we live? We're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. Welcome back. We <laughs> are rolling we live. We're, uh, welcome back to the Ike Live Show. This is a 2017 Bassmaster Classic from Houston. And I am here... Who just realized he's here with us on the Ike Live Show. Well, I didn't even know I was
1: going to be on the Ike Live Show because the last time I saw Pete was about a month ago. We were doing a Bass University. Back. That's right. That's what I thought I was going to do. But I love being on the Ike Live Show because I like Ike. All right. All right.
0: And Ike. Ike again, is doing it. Hey, he's still he's winning. him. Hey,
1: I'm, I'm looking on, on the Bass track. You ought to look at the current Bass track. He's ahead by, by five or six pounds. Five pounds.
0: Oh, that's a big time deal. Speaking of Big that, time what people. do you think about that? Being being a front runner in a tournament versus coming uh, from behind. Do, do I, I, I tell you what, being a front runner was the biggest problem. Is this Pete?
1: All these all these uh, spectators will be a keying on him for the next couple of days. They're already that there. That could be a real problem, folks. Mm-hmm. What happens is Ike. Bless his heart. He's got some good boat dock areas to fish. And if they know about this, they'll come streaming in there. What I wish bass would do. I wish they'd say, please, folks, come and watch and look at what's going on. But please don't fish. Don't fish. It's not right. It's not fair on these guys to have anybody fishing. But you know what's going to happen this afternoon when they leave the lake? I guarantee you some Mm -hmm. lowlife is going to go back (laughs) in there where I'm
0: fishing right now and probably hurt the fishing. And and that's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Right, and and being a guy like Ike or Kevin, they're going to draw more of that, that than any of the other that's guys. That's
1: the problem. If you if you're laying back in the shadows and nobody's really following you that first or second day, you got a little bit of an advantage, right? Right. Because they aren't they aren't raping your spots, and that's that's really you know there's only so many places like in the little canal area that that, that he's in now. I'm sure he has other places, but what ten boat, what think what
0: ten boats could do to him? Oh, uh, it would decimate run, it. Right. It'd be over. It'd be over. So that's a bad deal. But it did look. The One of the things that I, what I noticed where he was fishing was he wasn't fishing the bank
1: uh, yeah, right. uh, proper. Yeah, yeah, right. So that
0: could really help him with all yeah. this boat traffic yeah. and pressure because he's not he's not up there dock fishing. But, he might be doing but some but of that. Now,
1: now, here's the other problem, though, Pete. They're filming him live now. Right. They're showing what he's using. Mm-hmm. They're showing where he's fishing. They're showing uh, his technique, and, and some low-life guy is going to go out there and capitalize on that uh, I hope this, not. this afternoon or I this morning not. before Mike even gets here and maybe ruin his spot. I mean, that's that's what could happen, and well, I hate to see that. I wish Bass would just tell everybody, please, please, you know, respect these guys and don't fish. Just don't fish. The great of Martin fish.
0: is telling you guys don't not fish. to fish.
1: I mean, it's not right. These guys have spent... Their whole career for the opportunity to fish a Bassmaster Classic, yep. and, and, and 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 you might just have the idea. Well, I I'd just like to go catch a five-pound bass. That one five-pound bass that you might catch would keep somebody from their world, lifelong dream.
0: Absolutely, it's it, it's uh, when you win the classic, when Mike's won one, it'll be a second classic. We'll enter a, it'll change. It's life changing. Yeah. It, it,
1: it is absolutely so paramount that, that nobody messes up their water. right you can you could go wouldn't that
0: be cool if we could if it was possible to put the tournament waters off limits
1: oh it'd be wonderful for i an wish event to take place. I, you know they they say well it's public water but by the same token fishing game can control whatever they want right fishing and game and the governor of the state could could do it
0: i don't i don't know why they couldn't do it well, you know, I, I get the point of the, like you said, it's public water. you got a guy that maybe doesn't follow the turn the sport, and he him and his son planned a fishing trip that weekend. You know, does he have a right to go fishing that weekend? You know, that's a good argument. That's a good argument. But I think overall to shut down a body of water for three days so that you can have a competition is not all that unreasonable.
1: In California, folks, to get this, there are certain lakes that are only open certain days of the week. Like, like... El Capitan and then like Castaic and some of those lakes. They only open like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, for example. And they limit, like on El Capitan, they'll limit to to like 300 boats. The first 300 boats that come into that thing, then they shut the gate. Nobody else can fish there. So, so the, the states do have the right and the ability and and the wherewithal to regulate that kind of thing. And it's good Th- for the sport. do that. I mean, the exposure yeah.
0: that that body of water and the state would get, fishing right. license sales by by showcasing event, participating with us. I think overall will be a good thing. You heard it, me and Roland. They shut down the water. I think. I think, I
1: think. I think. Shut down. I think. Let's it, make. Let's make, it, make it a platform. <laughs> Pete and I are going <laughs> to shut down the tournament waters for the big tournaments. <laughs> that, that's a world. good idea. Hey, why not?
0: What? I, I think I, it's a good idea. I think it's great. But I want to. I want to talk to you about your accomplishments in this sport. You're. You're in the conversation of one of the greatest anglers of all time. You've got. Nine anglers of the year. Nobody's ever going to pass that. You're uh, you're going to have that one forever, in my opinion. You've got 19 tournament wins. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing that is missing from the greatest resume of all time is the Bassmaster Classic.
1: You know, people ask me about that, and I, and I don't know what why, but one one time I lost the Classic to Bo Dow and I came in second. What happened? I was on Where the, was this Mary, one at? and on the St. Lawrence River. And okay. what happened, Pete, was there was this ledge of rock on Mary Island, across from Alexandria Bay, yeah. and it was a crack in it. And I went gone in the in the warm up, and I threw my jig in the crack, and I had a great big six pound bass I'd grab it, and I shook it off. And I said, okay, I'm going to go catch that fish. So the last day of the tournament, I go to that crack, I go to the ledge on Mary Island, and I throw in there, and I don't get anything. A little boat comes around the corner, and he said, you should have been here five minutes ago. I said, why? He said, well, that guy that's leading the tournament, Bo and just threw in there and caught a six-and-a-half pounder. Now, that was the same fish that I was trying to catch. Mm-hmm. That one fish would have swung it from me coming in first and him coming in second. Oh, my god. As it was, he came in first and I came right, in second. Right. But that one fish because we were after the same fish.
0: Right, sure. I mean, it would be different if it was a different fish,
1: but it was the same fish. You're convinced of that. Well, I know it's the same fish because the guy told
0: me he got to go down and caught it. <laughs> well, that, that was a second-place finish. Have you had any other close calls in the Classic?
1: Oh, I've had a couple top fives, but no, not really. I've, I've just kind of fallen apart on the Classic.
0: <laughs> just,
1: oh, well, yeah, why do you think thing. that
0: is? Do you have to fish the Classic a different way to win? Is it a different one? Style? One
1: of the issues that, that I can pin, pin it on is that I get so mad at, at big, crowds of boats following me and fishing around me and that that cost me some some
0: so you leave areas because
1: well just, no because i'd go in there and be in a favorite i've been angry the year that year and then here's 30 boats following me around and everywhere i'd turn there'd be boats all around stirring the mud water up starting up fishing all over the place
0: and it was just it would drive me crazy it would right. drive me nuts and that's different from an, uh, uh, any other tournament but I, I'm, I'm amazed that like a standard tournament, you wouldn't have that kind of following. No, no. But at the Classic, you're going to get more people. Cl- Oh, God, the Classic. Then, back then, 20 years ago, you had people following? Oh,
1: absolutely. You? Really? Oh, and here's the big thing. One time, David Fritz, we were at High Rock Lake. And David mm-hmm. Fritz, and I pulled up to a little hill, and, I, and they weren't following me because they were. David was the, the local hero. Mm-hmm. And there were 80 boats. 80 boats on David Fritz. <laughs> and David fished, and he caught a fish or two, and he left. And about 75 of those boats left with David. About four or five of those boats stayed there and started fishing. And I saw one of them catch a big bass. And that made me so mad for David's sake because it wasn't right. Because they're there fishing and stuff. And I came in that night, and it was a big outdoor rider from Greenville, North Carolina, or South Carolina 1. And I I, I touted off to to Ray Scott. I was on the stage at the Classic, and I said, it's not right that these guys are fishing and raping all these spots. I saw him do it on David Fritz's place, and it ruined David's spot. And then the outdoor riders, I'm the bad guy now. I'm a terrible bad guy because I'm I'm chiding and and, and criticizing the local people for fishing David's hole. Right. Because it's public water. And I'm saying, no, wait a minute, this isn't Right. This isn't right that I'm the bad guy for saying that you shouldn't fish David Fritz's spot because he's the favorite on the lake and he has the best spot. And they ruined it. They ruined. They ruined the spot for David. He didn't do,
0: do very good in the tournament. Right, it That's changes what, the outcome of everything. It, it changes and, and completely. Lake is, changes. lake is screaming about it now. The guys are starting to scream about it now. But you were screaming about it. For I was a long screaming time. about it
1: 30 years ago when I was the bad guy. I was the bad guy. I'm still the bad guy.
0: <laughs> You're no stranger to controversy. There is, I think there's a few Roland Martin rules out there.
1: Well, there are some Roland Martin rules, but I was one of them. I wish I could have gotten faster. <laughs> uh, no a no fishing deal that been, rule. That's a great
0: rule. Right? A positive that, rule.
1: Well, it, it, it just made me so furious 30 years ago, and I'm still furious about it.
0: Sure. Well, the subtleties in tournament fishing, like you said, it changes the outcome. It changes your life. You know, guys, we're sleeping out of our trucks. A lot of guys, you know, yeah. they've got everything invested in here. Just to have the outcome of a tournament dictated by, you know, something that's completely out of their control like that is unfortunate.
1: I uh, know. Now, Kevin, I'll have to give Kevin Van Dam credit. Kevin says he doesn't ever expect to go back to a hole right. Right. but one time. Yep. He said he knows that it's over with that he's not going to have the opportunity to even go back. Right. So he's just doing enough stuff where he doesn't even plan to go back. He, the burned, second.
0: he says that. he burns it up. He burns Catches it up each day at a
1: time and doesn't even worry about it. Now that's a pretty good attitude if that's what's going to happen. But the other side of the coin is that doesn't have to happen. Right. It could not happen if if they made the rules and regulations such that they'd have some protected waters. You know. Well,
0: what other rules can you be attributed to? now we're going to get this one changed me and you but i know the information rule yeah. has been uh really that is on, so on the last few years how do you feel about that
1: you know how i personally feel the the love of bass fishing is a few minutes ago before we started this interview pete and i are sitting there talking about all the big fish we've caught and all the big fish stories we're telling fish stories right and left and if we were on the lake Today we'd be talk, we'd be talking about catching them off, off that boat dock. We'd be caught talking about that bridge deal. Right. We'd be talking about all kinds of stuff. That's the fun of fishing. You talk about it. There's the communications between fishermen, and that's what it should be. Okay.
0: So with that in mind, I think people should be able to talk about fishing. Just wide open. I think so. That's that. I think you should go one way or another. Like I think, you, I it think should be fishing open.
1: should be the fun that it is, and the communication is is there. I think uh, we should be able to communicate however we want.
0: And what about communi- like uh, the internet, swapping waypoints during tournaments? You think all of that should just be a wide open? Gather whatever. I, I, I do
1: you for can. this reason because it's ha- it does happen under this uh, behind the radar. Anyhow, right. Right. it happens under the radar whether you know it or not. Even though these guys are lily white and saying that we never get any information, we never exchange any waypoints, i know different. Mm -hmm. So why have one or two people spoiling it for everybody that you'll never figure out who's doing it in the first place? Right. Why do that and have it available for everybody? Why
0: have a rule you can't enforce?
1: You can't enforce that one because there's too many ways. Theoretically, I could have my wife... Call somebody for some information and go back through the back door. And nobody would ever know. I've never even talked to that guy. How would I know that at Waypoint? But right, my, right. my wife got it and <laughs> his, and written down on my the bottom of my shoe. So, I mean, right. I mean there's a million ways you can get around that. Mm-hmm. You can't police that. Yeah. You can't police that no uh, no information rule. It's not gonna work.
0: I, it's, it's difficult to the police. They try to do it with lie detectors and and we've got we've got we... lie detectors don't work. No, and you know, well they. In Bass's defense, they don't use a lie detector exclusively to DQ somebody. They use it as a tool, and it's got to have a few other things in place before they will ever disqualify somebody. But we've got a young kid that we have in common. You're friends with him. He works for me at Bass University, and he's gotten into the line of fire over some of this controversial stuff. Who's Jacob Wheeler? Yeah. And he is a super talented I love
1: Jacob, I love Jacob.
0: That wins everything and, he, and,
1: Jacob's great.
0: And you and him have done a little bit of fishing with I've together. done a lot
1: of fishing with Jacob. But Jacob is like I am, he's like my son Scott, he's like you, you are. Know. He he thirsts information. Now he he he, blew, he believes in the rule. I can't see him breaking the rule. I don't I don't see him breaking the rule. But I see him going as far as he can to get however much information he can. All right. Legally, legally 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 available out right there. whatever's legal right. right through the internet through through just talking to another tournament pro if pete if for example the information rule only applies to the to the non-tournament anglers that are that are around if, if pete and i are in the same tournament we can talk we've always been able to do that that's right. part of the that's part of the open rule but if pete's not in the tournament then i can't talk to him about fishing
0: so. Right. Well, see, and that brings me to the point of do you want? And we talked about this at the Bass University recently. Do you want to be? At the Are you the kind of fisherman that talks to people about patterns and things, or are you yeah. the kind of fisherman like Rick Klun no. that opts not to talk
1: to anybody and? Rick, 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 kind of Rick Klun does his own thing. He 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 sleeps alone and it, he goes to a different part of the lake. He uses a different lure. He, he's his own person, and he's a great person for it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to criticize him for it. That's his, that's his technique, and he's proud of the way he fishes, and I'm proud of the way he fishes, too, except I don't fish that way. I, I'd much rather call Pete up and say, Pete, what are the fish doing?
0: Right. And it gives you a little bit yeah. of a, you know, a start on what's yeah. happening on the body of water. And I know you have a reputation for that, for talking to people about fishing and information, but I've always credited you as being one of the first guys that's able to fish the moment. Because all of us have gathered information about tournament fishing. But what happens on tournament day? It changes. Well, Every single day it changes.
1: Well, I want information. I'm a pattern fisherman. So if I know that, okay, Pete, your pattern is a spawning pattern back in, 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 in these certain kind of coves, that's all you really need to tell me. You don't have to tell me what cove. You don't have to tell me much anything. I can figure it out for myself. Right. I can figure the pattern out. Once nope. I get the pattern, and you know, I can figure out how, and I can uh, figure other patterns too. You know another thing that I do and I and I know we were talking about this before Pete. Being the pattern fisherman I am, there's hundreds and hundreds of patterns. Yeah. So many tournaments, I'm just zooming down the lake going from spot to spot and something will catch my eye. Like one time at Lake Lanier, there was an old tree, the beaver had just cut down. And it was green leaves. And, In fact, the leaves were still floating around the water, you know, that had just fallen in. And there were some bugs there that had come off the tree, and ants and stuff. You know, the tree had just been in the water an hour, you know, if the beavers had just cut it down. Right, right. And so I went by, past the tree. I got to thinking, that would be a magnet to fish right now. I bet they'd just stream to it just instantly. I went back to that tree. I caught seven bass on that tree. And that tree, the had the leaves it it. were still floating around the cove where it had fallen in the water. It had been in there but a little while. Well, how do you duplicate that pattern? Well, you don't. Know, <laughs> I mean, but that's just taking advantage of a pattern. You're right, you, right? Know, and just, and just, you know, the other thing, when you're really hot, like Kevin's really hot right now, he can run right. down the lake and things catch his eye. Yeah. Just a special little deal. You know, that, that he'll say, well, I want to try to fish that.
0: And you, Mike talks about it, we all do fish in the moment. Yeah, Pain, you know, keeping your portal right. open and, and right. observing those things. And, and speaking of pattern fishing, you won a tournament on a black and blue jig, and on, with a pork rind trailer. I don't know if you remember it, but it was my pork rind trailer okay. that won on Lake Champlain. You remember that? I remember you that. ran out of pork rind going into the last day. <laughs> you happened by my truck, uh, and okay. you asked me if I had any, and I, I loaned you some of my pork, rind pork rind. and and you went and won the tournament i'm i'm yeah. still waiting for my, my pork, pork okay. piece of that check you, I know, you, that know, you know
1: you <laughs> know I, I, I love pork rind that's speaking of that's old school right but you know there's a lot of old school stuff that still
0: works absolutely that's the other thing i don't know that that may it, have been the last tournament that was won major tournament on a pork rind
1: but i don't know that's still i still almost the best thing don't you think pork rind will outfish
0: everything else? I think I honestly think it will. The the, the thing that hold on to it so good. And
1: In cold weather, the pork rind is so much more supple. Absolutely. It moves a hundred times more than the plastic.
0: what's its detriment that on occasion it'll wrap around on that hook point. It will, and, and you got to. Yeah,
1: I've had that happen on occasion, but but that if you're really watching it, and, and that that is pretty minimal.
0: I love, but it's not. They're out of business. Is yeah. there even a company out there still making pork rinds? I don't Uncle Josh know. packed it in.
1: Yeah, maybe not.
0: I don't think we have it. I don't know if there's a product out there, but you're right. I still have some. I got some. I still but I was awesome. I got some. You won that tournament up on Lake Champlain. I think you were pitching that those program. jigs in the in the bucket got
1: I got maybe a hundred bottles of pork rind.
0: <laughs> you still have some.
1: But some of it goes bad. You know, once you open it, yeah. if you keep it unopened in a cool place, it'll probably last. Indefinitely, but once you open it and get, I guess, bacteria in there and stuff, it sure. finally, it finally spoils.
0: Well, yeah. You are. I talked to Shaw Grigsby, who you know, and and uh, just interviewing him just the other day, just yesterday, and I we were talking about you, and he says, I think Roland Martin is the greatest angler ever. Now, this is a, a multi-species comment. He thinks Kevin has probably got the best bass angler thing locked up but overall over with tuna fish you know grouper you know inshore offshore he credits you as being one of the greatest not one of being the greatest angler of all time how does that make you feel
1: that's something coming from shaw because shaw is too shaw is a good tarpon fisherman and you might not know this about shaw but one of the hardest things in saltwater fishing is fly fishing for tarpon fly fishing for sure And there's only three people here that know anything about it. Shaw Grigsby, myself, and Bernie Schultz. None of the other guys in the whole circuit have ever done it. I don't think there's a single guy in that whole classic lineup that's ever caught a tarpon on a fly. It's the hardest thing, just about the hardest thing
0: to do. Because of the hardness of their mouths? Well,
1: it's just a hard thing to, to make that perfect presentation, and you have to spend a lot of time doing it. You have to have a really good casting technique, and you have to work with the wind. And, you know, it's just, you have to have good eyesight. You know, that's just about some of the most difficult fishing in the world is fly fishing for tarpon.
0: I imagine. I imagine. Well, you're going to have to take me out and introduce me to that's that's before this is all over. Now, (laughs) I know you also took out Takahiro and introduced him to some tuna fishing, but he said that trip didn't go so well.
1: (laughs) Oh, Gary Yamamoto, of course, is kind of instigator of that deal, and he had this (laughs) real big boat. And we go out 70 miles and hit two big engines. Well, the starter broke down on the first engine halfway out. 70 miles out in the Atlantic. We're tied up to an oil rig, and the only thing we can do, because it's so far back, we spent the night at the oil rig, you know, tied up. It's lit, and there's some people up on the rig, too. There's actual people living up there, you know, that were flying in on helicopters, and they work on the rig. It's a very big rig, big as this building. And so, uh, well, not quite as big as it, but big. Sure. Anyway... Uh, so we fished all night and we caught all these tuna fish and everything was cool and we'd sleep a while and it was kind of calm. It was nice weather. The next morning we go to start up again and something else goes wrong. Uh, we left the rig for a while and all of a sudden it, uh, the engine overheated. We got a bag into the, into the thing and it burnt the engine up and we limped back to the oil rig and we had those guys call and we're 70 miles out. So the CETO came. They charged us $3,750. To pull so. us back to took us like all day. They had to pull us all day long. It was like a three day trip when it was all the oh, way. Goodness. And it was Gary's boat. Oh, it was a nightmare. That's was right. was I do think was we were hungry. We had, we had eaten. Fish. We were so hungry we could have eaten. We were eating raw fish.
0: Why did you eat the tuna? Right? We did.
1: We did. We were eating tuna. That's the way
0: to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think you've lost Takahiro hero on the tuna fishing gig though. <laughs> I, I think he's all done. Yeah. Well, well, what's next for you? I mean, you're. Uh, can I ask how old you are?
1: Uh, I'm 77.
0: 77 years I'm old. 77. You don't 77. You, you don't, and you're great. 77. And you're still competing uh,
1: well, you on know, the tournament trail? I am, and I'm doing uh, three or four of the Southern Opens, and uh, then I'm doing a couple of FLW, uh, the Costa Series okay. tournament. And I'm doing fair, kind of fair. I might even I might probably make the, the, the fish off on that deal. But anyway, next year, though, Pete, I've been offered a legend category deal. And, they, and and on the Elite Series, which this is the Elite Series here. Wait a minute. I, I, this is a big announcement. I, well, they offered it to me last fall, and I couldn't get enough money. Right. And I was qualified with the, the points that I've had. Legend, Not Legend enough sponsorship backing. Yeah, it was $80,000 worth of money, you know, I just couldn't come up with. In the meantime, I've talked to Johnny Morris. I've talked to Bass Pro, and they will, they will sponsor me next year. But,
0: you heard it here on Ike Live first.
1: But here's the problem. Last year there was an open, there was an opening for it because it had only taken two legendary anglers, and right. I got a lot of points. But if someone like Rick Clunton, now Rick Clunton, we're talking about Rick, he's not doing so good this year. <coughs> if he doesn't do good. He'll get that spot. And, and he falls below the 70 line and his average points don't come up, it's possible that he'll use up one of those legend points. At least one left which I could have, or if somebody else, like they invited David Fritz to come back on the tournament trail. David did do pretty good, I think, the first couple tournaments. Last year, uh, so he might not need it. Last year, uh, who needed uh, the legend points was uh, uh, Paul Elias. He had to use one of the the legendary positions last year. So if two of those guys come back that are fishing currently, they get the nod over my points, over, over my deal. So if two guys don't do good then i don't i don't get in
0: well listen up bass if there's not a spot you're going to create a spot for (laughs) roland to come back and fish the elites i I would be that would be awesome for the world of fishing to see you back out on the elites.
1: the only problem is i've retired three times and i keep (laughs) coming back i retired the first time in 92 and then i came back after a couple years and i retired again and 2007 and then every time i don't know i just just figured i'd do something else and then i get bored and i want to fish and i and now i'm 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 fishing a lot i'm fishing almost as much as these pro guys that you know i'm still a pro guy don't don't get that wrong but there's the upper level in the pro division is the elite series and I'm not. I'm fishing on one level below that. I'm not right. fishing that elite series. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, trying sure. to get to that elite series. And and uh, and of course, I gave up. I, I retired from it. So in retiring from it seven or eight years ago, I gave up my my position. Right. And and you you know it's hard to get it back.
0: It's really hard to get it back. Right, the competition's right, right. out on the right. open trail. The right. tournaments are filling up with 200 anglers. Right. We've got these young kids that are spending a month on a body of water, and right. uh, and they're really tough competitors, like Jacob Wheeler, and, uh, Jacob. and many others. You know, Jake
1: Jacobs a hot stick. He is. He's Man. good. Good well, guy. he's so young. Well, yeah.
0: And won the FLW Championship already. Oh, I know. Won the uh, BFL Championship. He's right. won. He's won two elite tournaments already. I
1: know he's, he's 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 there, boy. Sounds like
0: Roland Martin statistics.
1: He he's good. Uh, Jacob's a good guy, and I love talking and working with Jacob. I love it. It's he's, fun. You know, we'll pull pull up on the lake. We'll be fishing some tournament together. We'll get boat to boat and we'll open up our live wells and open up our our tackle boxes and we'll trade lures back and forth and look at each other's fish and all that kind of stuff. That's really. It's cool. kind of neat, you know. That
0: is neat. Yeah. Now your son is lit it up and accomplish oh, some yeah. great things. Right. Uh, I mean, that, that's that got to be an amazing sight to right. see Scott having so much success.
1: I would like to see him get in on the Elite Series. I would like to see is that. He try,
0: is he fishing over?
1: Well, he, he did fish uh, the Harris Chain, the first tournament. It came in uh, 11th or 12th or something like that. And so he's got a pretty good uh, start. The next tournament's on Chickamauga. And he, he likes that lake, so he's going to fish it. He and I are going to fish the Southern Open uh, BASS on, on Chickamauga. If he does good on that, you know, he'll be up in the top five or, or ten or maybe even higher. And then the last tournament, if he really does well, which is Smith Lake, he likes Smith Lake. That's a big lake of his. You know, he can easily make the, the top three in that division, and that will allow him to fish the Elite Series. Would he what, go? I, I, he's th- he's kind of, he doesn't know. I mean, he's he, he's thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Well, he, I yeah. mean, he's over on the FLW side. Right. He's doing well on exceptional the exceptional over there. He's Done got his TV show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, everything's everything's going great for him, but yeah. it would be exciting. Would that be neat to see Roland and Scott next year on the Elites? How about I that? That would be something to think that, about, that, wouldn't that, it? That would be, be real exciting.
1: Well, Pete, I, I tell you what, I, know, uh, I know you're, you've got a lot of things to do and I appreciate being on this interview, but I got Walt Reynolds here, my marketing director. He I has, see him too. He has to. He's giving he's, us the eye. He's over giving there. a, I got a meeting in like two minutes with, uh, the big rod company.
0: Roland, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you stopping by and talking yeah. to us. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the Opens this year. Okay. Excited about the opportunity on the Elites next year. Good. Hope to see you there. Hey, okay. Back at the Bass University next hey, year we'll for sure. Hey, we'll do it. Hey, be,
1: be sure to look up
0: that, that
1: Bass University. That's a lot of fun, folks. That,
0: that's And we'll be back in just a little bit with more Ike Live from the Classic 2017.